Hey, Marilies. Hey, Shelly. How's it going? It's going well. How's it going for you? Good. Thank you. Good. Happy Wednesday to you and our listeners. Yes. Happy Wednesday. Thanks so much for being here with us. And thank you for your time too, Marilies. Oh, absolutely. It's my pleasure. I'm super pumped. I'm super pumped. Yes. Together. Yes. For those of you who haven't listened before, Michelle and I live in different places, same states, same for that, but we live in different places. So it's really um, wonderful for us to be able to connect like this so, um, over the podcast, through the podcast. And um, yeah, we, we uh, are talking about all things twin, being a twin, what it, what it means to us, what it's looked like for us. And we, as we've said many times in other episodes, we recognize that our experience as identical twins is not the same as everybody else's. Um, but we do just find that there's some unique situations in life that we've had to navigate being identical twins, not not, not just navigate, but enjoy, enjoy thoroughly, but also um, as identical twins. And, you know, I, this is opening up a space to sort of share in that with other identical twins and even people who are not twins, but those interested in what that experience is like, as we talk also on topics of how to connect more deeply and more authentically with other human beings. So anyway, so glad you're here, like Michelle said. And um, yeah, today today we're going to jump into a, somewhat of a new topic. Um, it's still connected to connection, but we are going to be talking on the topic of transitioning from being a single person to a married person. Um, so transitioning into marriage um, as an identical twin. So uh, yeah, I'm, I'm just yeah really psyched about this topic, Shelly. Yeah, I'm super excited about it. I think it's a really important topic and one that's not discussed uh well pretty much ever (laughs) I've never heard it be discussed at all because it's not very it's not particularly common you know like there is some population of twins in the world but also twins that are identical who have such a in-sync relationship and that that type of twin those types of twins moving to marriage I just, I just can say personally, I've never heard people talk about it, you know? Um, and so Marilise and I are like, you know, if people aren't talking about it, why don't we talk about it? <laughs> because we'd love to kind of like maybe have a place where this, this conversation can be had and can be developed, you know, and like have um, other twins come in, come into that and speak to it. And um, yeah, we'd love to just kind of create a space for that conversation. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's so true, actually. I, I don't know, I guess, <laughs> It's sort of nice to think through it right now with you, Shelley. Mm-hmm. Um, think more deeply, you know, just in the sense of, uh, well, there, life as a person who is not a twin or a person who is a twin. And I'm, note, I'm not trying, I'm trying to avoid the word singleton for some of our listeners. I know that can be a sort of a trigger. It's very triggering, Marilise. <laughs> yes. I, the minions, or what do we say? The the um, feudal class, or no, I don't know what word I'm the looking plebeians. for. Yes, that, that's right. <laughs> So I'm trying to here. I'm fairly trying very hard. Um, but you know, there's many transitions in life and things that we experience as human beings, whether we're, we're someone who's an identical twin in, in our case or not, um, that we're not necessarily fully pre- prepared for, you know, <laughs> yeah. a lot with people, um, you know, and in people through the, the age gamut, it's really been lovely to have conversations like this around, you know, really why why aren't we giving courses to children about marriage? Why aren't we giving courses to children or not children, but children into their adolescence on and onward about raising children? Um, yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh, I was literally thinking about that today, Marilee. Oh. Literally, <laughs> I was just like, "What?" Like, <laughs> there is literally like so little guidance on 
how to, you know, how to teach your own children things. Like maybe it just should be like intuitive. And there is a lot of intuitive stuff, but there's also so much you're told from the outside. And then also other things that kind of condition you to think one way or the other. And then, then you're just having to do it, you know, and it's just, you're just kind of trying to do the best you can, but there's, there's like literally people who have a wealth of knowledge on these things. I mean, obviously we're very blessed to like learn from our own parents and grandparents and things like that, or other, like you're saying, other people in your church community or community at large who have been married or parents. So it's like, you can learn that way, but it's just weird. Cause it's like, there's also this ripe time in like adolescence when you could be, you know, when there could be time of like being able to start to just even start to learn about, about, um, at things like that. So, yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And it's not to say that there, uh, you know, that there aren't people attempting to teach on these topics um, or to awareness to, you know, the younger generations as they move on up into the stages when they would be marrying or having children. Um, but I feel like there's just so much more focus on, you know, your transition into the workplace and what is your profession going to be? And not that that's bad, but um, so there there may be, you know, a few people out there, but in, like systematically, like obviously it's not really integrated into school curriculum. Um you know, the, the idea of like what it takes to be a spouse, what it takes to be a parent and what are some of the, the joys and challenges there. Um, again, there, there are definitely courses, uh, they're not courses, but like Sunday school classes that I'm thinking of, or even, yeah, perhaps courses that are offered through um, different programs or church communities or other uh, faith-based communities that, you know, might be offered, but like when already engaged or you when you're already an adult or something it's like well you know <laughs> I know I heard this one thing recently um oh boy let me think here oh wait was it was it from my pastor at church Bill Kynes I'm not sure I'm gonna give him a shout out though because he's retiring after 36 years of of service at our church wow a faithful service at our church and it's just it's we had a celebration of his, his he and his wife's uh, service and life in the church for 36 years um was two weekends ago or something like that and it was just it was just so moving I said this seems a little morbid but it's like the closest thing to a live funeral you can get and I and I say this with full respect I'm so thankful they're still living (laughs) but I I Using that afterwards, you know, and um, that's Bill Bill Kynes' wife's name, Susan. And so and she didn't seem to take offense to just in the sense that it's and she said, too, that like they're moving to a different state. So they're not going to know anyone there necessarily. So like if they happen to have a funeral, you know, not that, but they wouldn't people don't know him there. So this is like sort of the the, this is going to be their funeral. (laughs) that no one will know them there so it won't really matter when they die or something <laughs> anyway it was it was a funny conversation but it was just just such a moving and beautiful service so um very thankful for them very very thankful for them as many are and um just want to give them a big shout out and blessings on their journey uh into this new chapter of life um well, I maybe should say transition into this new phase of life for them as they continue continue to journey on together um, as husband and wife and as brother and sister in Christ um, in their walk with the Lord. So, uh, yeah, but we were saying it's like, you know, you're you've been married. So when you get married, you're OK. And I'm bringing this up because we're going to be talking about marriage a lot today. But when you get married, you know, you might be we were as young as 24. You know, obviously, there's people who do get married younger, 18, 15. Um, not as common, though, right? More, more. I don't know what the average number is right now. I should have looked it up, but maybe somewhere like 30, 32. I, I don't know. But um, whether you're 20 or 30, uh, you know, you're getting into marriage and then you have 20 or 30 years of like being selfish. <laughs> 
like, and I don't mean to say it's like, of course, you've had experience like within relationships and familial relationships and your work responsibilities, what have you, where you've had to die to self and, you know, self-sacrifice, et cetera, but not in the same ways that you'll need to in marriage. And so I can't say that one more time. I think it like bleeped out a bit, Lizzie. Oh, oh no. Okay. I said that there, there have been times, so there have been times where you've had to self-sacrifice or die to self. That that all was clear, but just right before, like the statement you said right before that, um, about like how, um, yeah, basically like the idea that for 20 or 30 years you've been yeah. So for 20, for, for let's just say you get married when you're 20, you've had 20 years of conditioning, of being selfish, you know, yeah. of, and that's what I laughed. <laughs> you can have 20 years being selfish is what I said. I, I don't, I, that's why I was like trying to qualify that statement because I'm not in trying, in any way trying to, um, you know, be, make people feel, make people feel bad or something like right. that. You were being selfish yeah. or like, Right. And that's, it's kind of like your focus is just on yourself because you're an autonomous person. And like, you know, I don't know, it would be interesting to think about like, is one selfish in childhood? That might be a different discussion. But but right. on the lot, yeah, like on the on the whole, you're basically yeah. operating on yourself. Right. And, right. So, and so and so it does it has a self orientation for 20 plus or 20 to 30 years of your life before you get into marriage and parenting, which is like a lot of like you're saying a lot of self sacrifice. So yeah. right, right. Yeah. And so not Again, I I was sort of being I was joking with that statement, but in in, in the sense that, like you said, that self orientation or just having to that autonomy and and operating on your schedule or what your goals mm-hmm. are, mm-hmm. and that, that also might be cultural. You know, we we live in the United States of America. It's there are other <laughs> we do lazy. No, I'm just kidding. No, I I just literally Michelle. I <laughs> is that what you were gonna say? No, I no, I was gonna say that like I did I. spelled it all out because I've met many Central and South American individuals who some have taken the front to saying like we're Americans because they're they're like we're Americans too we're Central (laughs) that's interesting yeah yeah Yeah. so anyway I was just like on for their sake like yeah for their sake I was saying the whole United States of America you know we live in America but yeah, so do they. So we live in North America. I don't know. The, we live in the United States of America. But just to say that cult- culturally speaking, there is a that more individualistic bent. We, I do recognize that in other cultures, you know, there may have been even more self-sacrifice in in that, that early stage of life prior to marriage, uh, prior to having children, um, because it was more communal. And there was more, yes, there are more expectations on you as far as um, you're not fully autonomous. You're operating with much, much more connectedness with others expectations or having responsibilities and it's not that we didn't we certainly had expect you know parental expectations and responsibilities um as well but it's i think there's just a cultural difference there that that does exist um but even in those cultures that are more communal communal marriage is still going to be a new phase and and a deeper level of intimacy a deeper level of of self-sacrifice um and I don't know. It's it, so, yeah. But just say that you, it, so I, I was joking, we, but we all have a selfishness. So we, we have to fight against all of every single one of us, every single human being. And, you know, so that's what I was sort of saying that whether it was Bill who had said it, or um, perhaps it was from the, that, uh, the scrape book, Sacred Marriage. Um, oh no, I got to Google search his name, but it's Gary, Gary, Ch- Michelle's saying Gary Chapman. So I, think gonna... it's, I think it's Gary Chapman, Lizzie. Okay. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, it, it but that that idea and it really I really appreciated someone spelling that out for me because it's it's like yes, it's very logical. You know, you get married at for us it was 24 years old and you know, now I've been married 8 years 
but 24 is going to weigh outweigh that you know it's it's like if you put on a scale you still have many many more years to go of learning how to build the oneness with your spouse that you know you took 24 years to develop with you yourself you you yourself and I yeah um, but now to add another layer onto that for yes, us it please, was please do his <laughs> mother on that twin layer <laughs> Marilise you're so funny so you know just for us, it was not just me, myself, and I. It was you and me, Michelle. You know, it was yes, us. exactly. Our our self was basically us. You know what I mean? <laughs> our our self was the we, the we of Mary Lee's and Michelle. <laughs> you know, right? That was our self, like our, right. And so, and then, again, I'm not like I want to go back and just make sure that people know because I'm especially addressing those who are people who are not twins or not a multiple of some sort. You know, it's not that you're you're selfish before you're married you know, entirely. It's just that we all deal with selfishness. I was trying to get at that, you know, and. Oh yeah. And I don't, you, I really think yeah. self-orientation is, is accurate. Like it's, it's yeah. you know, I think selfish can get like a completely, you know, it has obviously like negative connotations because it can be, it can be a negative thing to be, you know, selfish. But if we think about it in terms of self-orientation or, um, you know, that's your, you know, it's, yeah, self-focus, it's self-focus. It's not, it, that can be, you know, that there's, there are ways in which that can, that's just how it is. It's not like nobody is sitting there being like, ha ha ha, I'm just going to be super selfish and just focus on myself and be an autonomous, you know, self person. <laughs> you know, um, it, it, it sort of depends on how, like it, it can end up being selfish, but it's not like, like you're saying, it's not inherently like just anyone who's single and not married is a selfish person, you know, okay. it's just, they just have, they may, we all have a self-focus before we have to make sort of like, uh, you know, the, the sort of, um, big commitment decisions basically in our lives right and, so. and selfishness selfishness aside as you said you're just you are a per single person you know like you are you're just building your life you yeah. know whether you have a lot of selfish motives there or a lot of communal and other others focused motives whatever it is you are still just building building your life you know again maybe with influences and and with connections to other people but you have that for what 24 years 30 years sometimes 35 40 whenever you get married you know you have to consider that now you're have you're having this you're in this new phase of life it doesn't you're completely different person or anything like that but you know I think sometimes when you're struggling perhaps with some disunity or feeling like out of sync or whatever it is with your spouse you have to remember you have to give yourself that grace both to yourself and to your partner and say like we haven't had 24 years together yet do you know what I'm saying oh, no absolutely because no it's it's a it's a wonderful it's it's a really great way to put it you know I mean what like that would be if if we're thinking about our example um it's, it's like three times more time you have before than you have now. So it's, right. that's a, that's a lot more time, a lot more experiences and things like that. And, you know, obviously this applies to anyone, but you know, our, our 24 years was together. So, so for us, it's a, it's a particularly unique, like it's going to be a trans big transition for anybody basically. Um, and, and there's, you know, again, there's like some wonderful, there's wonderful joys and, and there's jo joys and challenges to that transition, you know? Uh, but I think the simple fact of just like, you have certain habits, you have certain ways of doing things and you can't just expect like Rome to be built in a day. It wasn't built in a day. And you, when you're, when you're with your partner's spouse and like, that's, that's a, you're having, like you're saying, you're having, there's going to, it's going to take time. Mm -hmm. It's going to take time. Right. You know, you can't compare it to how it was just as you as a single person, you know, yeah. or like for us, we can't compare our, our marriages to how our twinship 
um, for 24 years was before marriage, you know, right. uh, it's, it's completely unrealistic <laughs> to do that. Yes, it is. It is. And yet it's very it human. Is. It's very human to compare. It's hard not to compare in some ways because it's yes. just like you're so used to the, the alternative. You're so used to what you had right. before. And so it's hard not to. But it's also you have to remember, like, a comparison is a thief of joy. So it's like it's not right. it's not going to do anything. It's not going to help. You know? Oh, yeah. And to go deeper into that, you know, the, the, like you said, your brain is just going to compare because you, you know, because that's how your mind works. You're operating on you. It's a part of yes. it. I think is orienting yourself just to feel oriented, feel not like disoriented and out yeah. of to, to more deeply connect with your surroundings is going to your brain is going to actually go back to memories, right? And, oh, and to other one hundred percent, one hundred percent. Yeah, like so. If you step into a new, if you if someone just like blindfolded you, right, like dropped you off in at a house, right. When you open your eyes, you're going to be observing the house around you. And, and in order to make sense of the world around you perceptually, you're going to be connecting what you're seeing with other houses you've been in before. It doesn't mean that you can't appreciate it and like freshly receive that visual con- information, but it's part of how you receive it and process it is by connecting back to all of these yes. memories of, of how other homes you've been in. Right. So like, that's why I I definitely agree with that statement, you know, that comparison is the thief of joy, but I I would like to add some time caveat on that and say that I I, I don't think, okay, for one, it's sometimes it, for one, comparison is just, is somewhat of a natural process. and, And at times you need to combat that, but I would say that you can compare like, okay, I more so mean maybe comparing is not the right word because sometimes compare means to sort of create a hierarchy of what's better and what's worse, but just make an observation, right? Yeah. I think, yeah. Observation, like acknowledging, I think, I think it's, I think it's healthy and and it's, it's, and like in, well, healthy. I think that, that it's going to happen that you will, you will, you will be thinking about life and using your prior experiences to inform your, your current reality. And so like you're saying, I think, yeah, if it's comparison in a sense of like, well, it was like that and it's not like that now. And I don't, you know, it like it can just, if you just focus on it's different and this is different, like it's different and it's difficult, then that's a comparison that, th- that can be the thief of joy, right? Because it's, instead of mm-hmm. seeing it as like, well, this is new and this is, this is difficult, but this is an opportunity. This is an adventure. This is a chance to learn and grow. Um, and so, yeah, it's kind of like in some ways, comparison isn't necessarily like just in and of itself if we just say this is an apple this is an orange that's not necessarily right bad right like that's not good or bad it's just you're just it's just a comparison so acknowledging the difference acknowledging that I think is is it's fine and actually in some ways like you can be I don't don't like using this terminology but you can almost be so bent on not comparing and being like well I just shouldn't compare like I'm just being bad to compare that you don't ever actually let yourself look back on your past and learn something about then that can also let you learn better about your now. Does that make sense? Right. Exactly. Absolutely. And I think that's actually a really great segue for this topic of, you know, what it's been like to transition from being, you know, twins exclusively, you know, that that was our primary intimate relationship, then to transition into becoming wives. Um, You know, for us, we have now eight years, well, almost for Shelly and Daniel, um, in June, it will be eight years for that, for you guys in marriage. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but you know we have this have had these years in marriage and we can look back on some of what you know what life was like before and and before we got married and some of the things that work in, playing into our decision for mar- to be married and um things of that nature just to say that you know we we we've said it earlier in the podcast but there really isn't a lot of information out there um even people sharing their stories of what that transition is like. Um, and it can be helpful to go back and, again, sort of make these observations of um, of that transition um, and some of the things we've learned through it. Because I think for you and I, we would like to say that we can compare in this respect, like make observations for the sake of learning and hopefully imparting some, you know, imparting something to our, our fellow twins out there. Um, <laughs> And, you know, even for us going forward, you know, how, how do we better cope and handle uh, our not being together in physical space, um, you know, have being in a, in having a new, not new, but of course, eight years in, but I mean, having this other relationship that we're intimately invested in, aka our spouses, our husbands, you know, so not that there's a coping and dealing, but, but how do we tra- navigate that? Um, yeah. And, and honestly, when I, Michelle and I were discussing this as we prepared for, for this episode, but you know, hu- human beings like sing- people who are not twins or, or multiple, you're also going to be in marriage navigating through some of the, some of these waters, you know, of yeah. that transition from autonomy and some of your own goals, and you know, now in marriage having to make compromises and yeah, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And I, th- I think that's, yeah, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Marilise. I'm totally interrupting. Go, go. No, it's okay. Um, It's just to say that, like, this actually is not a, the, like, the experience of transitioning from single to married is, is, you know, what we're discussing right now is not just for twins. Um, But we just, again, have this added layer of a little bit of uniqueness in the sense of you know, there, there there was this person who we were almost felt like we were married to before oh, yeah. we got married, right? Oh, so that's the. But I think, yeah, hopefully others who can still glean some, share a little bit. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's just, yeah, it's basically like you, you, you know, we're we're married before you got married, and obviously not not entirely, but um, but anyway, you were gonna say something, Shelley, beforehand. Yeah, no, I just was, I'm, I'm really sorry. I was, I was, I was very rude. I should have just like let you finish. I was just like getting excited about no. the topic. <laughs> no, you were not rude. Okay, well, th- thank you, Marilise, for your grace. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you got married in January and I got married in June. So it was six months basically, you know, from each other when we, when we got married. So in some ways, I think that was like, that was, I think that was kind of helpful in a sense that we were, I don't know, for the most part, I feel like at least at the after college, fairly similar timeline in terms of, you know, being engaged, our engagements overlapped, and then we got married, you know, again, within six, six months of each other. So I think that was helpful for us in terms of just being able to, at least we were like both going through the transition fairly at the same time, you know. Are you still there, Marilise? Oh, yes, I am. I'm listening intently. Okay. See, not. I see. I wasn't. I, no, I was listening intently. I promise. But I was like, Marilise is so quiet. Michelle is so like loud while I'm talking. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, basically, just I just want to say I think that probably 
I don't know. I could, I, I think that, well, I don't know. It's interesting because like, I think, I thinking about, okay, so even before marriage and I feel like Marilise, you, you were the one who were, was more typically in like a more serious, like long, longer period of periods of time relationships, you know what I mean? In terms of having a boyfriend. And I feel like I, I was not as much. And so I was, I was just talking to another set of twins about this, how it's like, I think that, so there was, there was probably some of the first difference in terms of, of the timeline, if that makes any sense, you know what I, you know what I mean? So I think that's interesting. I think that that's kind of the, where it started to be like, oh, okay. You know, um, Marilise maybe has a boyfriend and I, I don't, you know, for example. Um, and, but it's funny. I never, hmm, I don't, I never remember feeling any feeling of like, I'm being left behind or loneliness or anything. I mean, sure. I like, I would miss you if, if you were to go on like a trip with, with, you know, said boyfriend's family or something, I might feel like, okay, you know, I miss you. Um, but I just, I, I don't, I don't know, maybe too, because date, in dating, it wasn't like, it wasn't quite marriage yet. You know, it was just sort of more dating and we'd still be going to school together. We'd still be li- like living and sharing a room and all of that good stuff. So it's like, maybe I didn't really, it wasn't as much of an experience of the, the full parting ways to our own home sort of feeling, you know? Um, but I think that was probably the first time that there was some difference in terms of what we were doing, you know? Um, and, and then like, I, I think the next biggest difference was just like picking majors at college, for example. I know, no, that's not relational. Um, it's not about relationships, but it's probably one of the biggest. Now we're doing something different, you know, from each other. Um, and then like after college, of course, you know, being, being, being married, um, so anyways, I just wanted to break that down a little bit in terms of like timeline and how, how that felt. I mean, perhaps for twins who aren't both engaged at the same time or are having, you know, a different timeline for marriage may feel this even more, I don't know, maybe they feel it more acutely or differently because they're not doing, you know, like maybe for us, like we could speak to that in mothering. Cause I, I feel like I became a mother much sooner than you, Marilee. So that could be a topic for another time, but just in terms, I'm just talking about like what, what life changes were in sync or not. And how, even though the life change itself is still going to be like, you know, a transition, if you're both transitioning into it, then at least you are both like sharing in that, you know what I mean? You're like, you're both sort of doing the things that kind of go along with that transition. Um, So I just, anyways, I just wanted to kind of speak to that to just give like a sense of timeline and how that the arc of like, the things that we were doing because literally before basically before dating in a sense I feel like it was we were literally doing every pretty much every single thing was the same you know I'm trying to think we may have like had one class different in high school or something you know I mean we'd have different like you know teachers and schedules and stuff but we were doing the same classes we were doing the same levels of classes you know we would go be both going to our youth group do the same we did ballet you know our dance all of that was the same you know so it's just like there's so much the same that it's really started to just be in high school where start things started to be a little bit different in terms of what we were doing with our time, you know? Um, so yeah, I just wanted to speak to that really quick, just to give a sense of what our experience has been, uh, though, obviously other twins will have different experiences, but I just want to say really quick, I want to say that first. And then also the idea of like us being basically in a partnership already in a marriage. It's, it's interesting because, it, you know, okay. I was, I don't know. This thought came to mind, Marilise, it's a little bit out there but just roll with me with it. Some people do have like, they go from a marriage to say another marriage, you know, like say they had, um, let's just say like, you know, um, like, you know, unfortunately something happened, like maybe, maybe there's, they became a widow or like maybe, maybe it was divorced or something and they move into another marriage. So I guess people have had experiences 
kind of like that where they've had a marriage and then they're like moving on to a different marriage but it's always because of like something really tragic you know like something that mm-hmm. we wouldn't really ideally choose but for for the transition for us as twins going from that partnership to marriage it's like there's nothing bad happening you know it's, it's all good things but at the same time it's still something that's quite tra- like I wouldn't say traumatic but it's quite a change it's almost like losing your right arm because you know literally us being together is like there's such a harmony of rhythm of doing life just how to just doing day in and day out stuff together taking care of the the literal needs of life with one another and so then suddenly you're alone doing that you know and um and 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 really we kind of didn't even really have an alone it's like you go right into marriage doing that basically like it was us being together and then pretty much pretty much I mean there was a little bit of period of time between you know, coming out of college where we were living together to being married, but it wasn't a lot of time. And, but there, okay. So there are some maybe experiences of, of, you know, being a, like alone doing those things, but then suddenly you're doing it. And like, you're, it's almost like your right arm gets, you get like a right, another right arm, but it's like a completely different type of right arm. And you're like, I don't even know how to, I don't even know how to pick up a cup with this. Like what? Yeah. You know? Sorry. Yes. Well, it's crazy imagery, but that, that's all, that's all I wanted to share for now. Yeah. That was a lot. Sorry. Well, well, I'm sure I'm sure amputees would really relate to that. I mean, in the sense of, you know, losing a limb and then having a prosthetic, it's, it takes an incredible amount of patience and learning, you know, as you're learning this new, part of yourself right that you need to use to function and do all the things you used to do with your physical you know born with you arm or leg or foot or whatever it is you know and I'm sure there's an incredible amount of 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 frustration early on with with learning how to use the prosthetic um and sometimes it just probably doesn't feel worth it it's like I'll just do everything with my right arm you know (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) But, but I think, I mean, obviously, you know, I'm sure that the, the prosthetics and they're advancing over time, you know, they're becoming more and more useful and integrated and things like that. Um, but, you know, and, and now people are going to be like, your poor husband's like, they're, they're the, uh, they're the prosthetics. <laughs> oh <laughs> no, and that's not what we're saying because no, I was in- <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> poor Daniel and Jesse. I know, right? Poor things. And they're not, they're not an art, no. like prosthetic arm. They're not a prosthetic <laughs> arm. If we have to say it very clearly, we'll say it very clearly. <laughs> yeah. It's just, it's, it can be like that. It's an analogy. Um, and, <laughs> and uh, no, but, but just to say, I was going to say, when you mentioned that it's like losing your right arm, it's, you know, then when you're in marriage, to what extent do you, um, like, how do you learn to become each other's right arm, you know, your right hand man or whatever phrase you want to use. Yeah, see that that would be way better, right, right hand man. <laughs> and so, but it's, you know, to how how do you go about that as a twin? Um, you know, obviously, I think no identical twin should or is expecting their spouse to become their identical twin. You know, like yeah, exactly. Yeah, you know, and I don't. Neither of us felt that way, but of course, you bring into the marriage what you're used to, right? So there are going to be some things that you're thinking are going to happen or going to expect. And that's where that layer becomes, you know, where, where it's not that we're saying it's more difficult for identical twins to enter into marriage. It's actually, it's, you know, entering into marriage is actually very difficult things for anybody because, um, and that's the thing that our society and fairy tales don't tell you about marriage. Um, it's, it's a beautiful, beautiful, intimate relationship. It's yeah. a gift of God. Absolutely. Yes. But it's, it's actually, 
work. It's actually a lot of work and it actually is very hard sometimes. And that's the part you don't always hear from people. <laughs> <laughs> um, right. But, but just to say like, you know, we're sort of postulating here. Is it, is it, am I allowed to use the word postulate, Michelle? I'm in fact, I'm checking with my phone. <laughs> oh yeah. Use it. Okay. I use postulate all the time. <laughs> Go for it. So, you know, we're postulating here. Like, is it, is it, is it harder? Is, how is it different, you know, for identical twins to enter into marriage? Um, you know, because when you are entering to marriage, you know, you've had before you've, you're married, you have had this person who's like your, you know, your right arm or your right hand man or, or right hand woman. And now you're in the relationship where that, that person is there, of course. And it's not like you're entirely alone now doing these things because you have your buddy, right? You have your spouse. Um, but at the same time, you know, they might be operating on other expectations and they certainly don't have the 24 years <laughs> of life that your twin has shared with you, right? Um, and then on top of that, you know, they're, they're male, we're females. There are some inherent differences there. I'm not saying that, you know, we're completely different creatures or whatever, but I'm just saying that there is that piece too. Um, so I don't know. It's just interesting to think about, yeah, some of those things, like, and to hear from others' experience as well. You know, and that that's one thing would be great to sort of look and see if there's research out there. But I'm pretty sure from another um, informant, I'll say, um, that Shelley was speaking with that, you know, there really isn't a lot of information or even um, psychological research studies on yeah. on on this transition um, or, or the experience of identical twins as it compares to people who are not twins or multiples um, as they enter into marriage. And again, not that one experience is the same as any others. Some identical twins really don't have a very strong relationship with each other. So, you know, moving into marriage is sort of like being a single person or a singleton. Okay, I use the word. Um, and then entering marriage because, again, there's just not that closeness there. Um, but for someone, for for twins in our case, you know, very close, very in sync with one another, um, you know, there, it, it, it does impact you when you enter into marriage. And I think... Uh, for one, I mean, there's, we, we have to show a lot of grace, just like anybody yeah. in marriage, you know, show a lot of grace. Um, uh, and, and also um, realize that we probably bring into the marriage some issues for our spouses, you know, it's like, it's not just all about them not being our being oh, yeah. right, arm, right arm, like we're used to. It's also like us bringing in expectations or even if we aren't, if, if they're not like intentional, um, you know, like we're not sitting there thinking like, Oh, you need to be able to read my mind, which I think actually most women think have this tendency, even if you're not a woman. Um, but you know, um, or like, yeah, just some things that you're used to. It's not that you would even say, "Oh, this is a conscious expectation that I have," but it's just something you're used to that you then carry into the marriage, right? Um, so I don't know. I think I think for Michelle and I, you know, and you can speak, you know, you can share on this too, Shelley. Um, we, we didn't make some sort of pact, which maybe we should have when we were younger. We've talked about this, like we should have made a pact, perhaps, you know, that we would live in the same area or something like that. Um, some some twins maybe make a pact that they are going to only marry best friends or that they're going to marry identical twins. There are there are identical twins that marry identical twins, you know. Um, you know, we didn't do that, nor do we feel like we needed to have done that. You know, certainly there are days, though, that we wish we lived in the same area, Um just to be able to share more deeply in life with one another and be a bit bigger and deeper support to one another. Um, but it doesn't mean that we can't be that for each other just in a different way. Um, so yeah, it, it's, I'm, I mean, it's just interesting to, to, again, retrospectively to reflect, to 
compare, as we were saying, make, make observations, make reflections of, of you know, um, our past, past is, you know, some things we could have could have done differently in the past. It doesn't mean that we needed to, but sort of just more, more so to speak to twins who have not married yet or maybe aren't even dating or they're very young, you know, <laughs> something yeah. that could think on a little bit. Um, and of course, you know, for us, we believe that God is going to guide our steps. And when we're prayerful about things, when we're praying about it, then he, he will guide us. And it may not be exactly what we expect, but he, you know, it's not going to be for, it's going to be for our good, you know, even if it's maybe not what we would plan out from, our, you know, just our human understanding of the situation, if that makes yes. sense. So, um, yeah, just a few of my ponderings. <laughs> yeah, no, that was good, Marilise. Yeah, that was really good. And I, I, like you said, I think it's really good to be very clear about that, like, because we are identical twins, and we come into our marriages, you know, it, it does pr probably present a, a unique <laughs> possible challenge for our spouses. And, you know, God bless them. <laughs> but it's just, no, I'm just saying, like, it's, it's, it's not like you're saying, it's not just that like, oh, the spouse isn't like the twin. Of course, they're not going to be like your identical twin sister. Of course, they're not. And that's, that's okay. You know, it's, it's actually a very great uh, new opportunity space to be open to the difference to, to learn how to yeah, just to really be, I think really just to be, have like suspend your judgment and, and just sort of be able to really learn how to embrace somebody who is very much other to you, but who you, you know, you, you are building um, a type of life with. And so it's, it's, I think it does take some flexibility, you know, uh, like, and probably extra flex flexibility for us as twins moving into marriage, but also, you know, there could be like, it would be interesting to, to hear from like, you know, husbands of twins you know what I mean like it could take extra it could probably does take maybe some extra grace understanding on their part too so it's like you know it's not just like oh it's just challenging for us you know like you're saying it's there's some probably unique challenges for husbands of identical twins as well that are yeah are just going to be unique a, a unique experience to them versus two people who were singletons getting married you know um yeah, husbands or wives, right? In the case of, you know, identical. Yeah, sure, sure. Hus sorry, husbands right. or wives. You know, there could be like identical twin males who who marry women who are singleton women. And then the males are are the ones who are the twins. So, mm -hmm. yeah, it's it's just it's just a unique learning curve. I mean, there's like you're saying, there's always a learning curve, even if it's two singletons being married, because it's like, well, you've got two different family cultures. You have, again, your whole lives that you've already had before getting married, da, 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 that you're having to learn how to share in with one another and and then like incorporate uh like into a new life with one another so so i just wanted to agree i just wanted to agree with that and speak to that that that's so so true and i think too you know i mean it, it's, it's definitely something where you know marilise and i we're when we we're talking about this before we started to hit record but you know knowing knowing that god is guiding us is a real reassurance right because it's we we trust that we are in our particular circumstances for a reason, you know? Um, and, and like, I think that you, even though it's easy to kind of like think, oh, well maybe, you know, and like people do this all the time, right? Like I was always thinking about like, oh, could, could things be like, if I'd done this or done this, could it be different or better? Da, da, da. But it's like, you know, I do truly believe that God has truly the best interest in mind for his children. So it is actually God's best for you is what he's guiding you into um, and that doesn't mean it won't always be easy, but the things that are ch challenging about it are also, you know, really beautiful opportunities. I, I keep on using the word opportunity, but it's the best word I have right now. <laughs> it's like beautiful opportunities to, to rely further on God 
And also there's, you know, there's so many good, you know, we've talked a lot about how like the, the, there's the fairy tales and like the most of media doesn't talk about the hardships of marriage. And I really don't think they, they do. Um, but there's also like a lot of incredible things about, uh, about marriage that I think are really reveal the design of God and actually deepen your understanding of his, um, basically just like his good design, right? Like he is a good designer. He's a good creator. So, you know, I think there's, there's some, there's a lot of really good things that one experiences um, in a new season and, you know, for twins being moving from twinship exclusively twinship to, you know, into marriages where you get to, to learn and grow in a, in a whole new way. Um, so, so yeah, I just wanted to say that as well. And it's kind of like, just, you know, we're, we're we just want to share our experience because we know that there are other twins out there dealing with questions about it. And, you know, either way though, like whether you remain in twinship or you move into marriage, um, there's going to be unique, there, there's going to be unique joys and challenges to either, you know, like, cause, uh, you know, let's say like somebody, if, if twins remain, choose to remain in their twinship, that's a great decision if they want to make that, or if they feel like that's where God's leading them. But then it also means that like, they wouldn't necessarily be having, uh, you know, it, it, like, if it, you know, it, obviously we're talking from a particular perspective in terms of how we believe in like God's design for family, <laughs> but you know, it's like, that would, that would mean not being married or having children necessarily. Right. Um, so that, that's just, that's the one, that's kind of one option. The other option would be to kind of be really pushed out of your comfort zone of the familiar familiarity of the twinship, the daily life of being with your twin sister or twin brother and being pushed into this again, like you're out of your comfort zone. Um, but then you're also like in marriage and like have the opportunity for, um, for having children, you know, and like children, we, we truly believe are a blessing from God. So, you know, it's like, I guess I just want to speak to that. There's, there's, there's always going to be things that are, um, you know, there's just going to always be things that, that, that are both, there's going to be unique choice, u- unique challenges for both sides. Um, I think if you remain in twinship, you definitely have that familiarity though. Right. And like, you know, there are, there are d- definitely people who, who make that choice and, and like both are really valid. And that's why, I don't know, I guess I just want to say like, it's, it really helps. It's so, it's so reassuring to know that God is guiding. Cause if not, I feel like it could get very, very hard to even know one, what to do. And then two, to feel at peace with, with what decision you've made, you know, <laughs> like either way. So I just wanted to say that, that, that is something that, and like, obviously this speaks a lot to what we got into with spiritual attention, et cetera, but knowing, knowing, um, no, know, knowing that that guidance is, is, is really directing your step is, is a great reassurance because, you know, through, through whatever new thing you're going through or you're learning through, um, again, you have that, you have that ability to know that this is like, ultimately for the purposes of God, which are always good Mm -hmm. beauty, like in line with goodness, beauty and truth. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. Amen. Thanks for, for saying that, Shelly. Thank you for, for sharing all of those thoughts. And, you know, just, just one thing I would say, you know, it's not that your twinship ends when you get married. I think Michelle's more so referring to people who choose not to get married and perhaps it's other circumstances, you know, it may not be an intentional decision not to get married. Um, it, it may be that God has called someone to someone, or in this case, two people who are twins, happen to be twins. He's not called them to marriage. And, you know, not everyone is called to marriage. Paul talks about that a lot in um, in his letters. Uh, so uh, right in Corinthians, Michelle, back me up here. But um, just to say that not everyone is called to marriage. Um, and, and, you know, twins, a, a a pair of twins could possibly both not feel called to marriage. And in that case, you know, they're 
they may live together, they may live apart, they may move across the country from each other to different countries, um, or they might stay together. Uh, and so, you know, we understand that there's the gamut. I mean, there's just a range of different um, possibilities there with what with with, with sure. identical twins. But um, yeah, I, I think also, I mean, just for anybody, whether you're a single person or a twin or multiple, um, you know, the idea of marriage is quite different biblically than societally. And um, I went back and I checked. It's Gary Thomas, actually, Shelley. So just to let you know for the Sacred Marriage book. Sorry, um, okay, those... Gary Thomas, gotcha. No, that's okay. I'm sure there's a Gary Chapman that does some cool stuff too. <laughs> <laughs> he, might be the lo- he might be the love languages guy. Oh, yeah, yeah, that sounds right, Shelley. Um, but, you know, just to say that, like, it's in- I really appreciated him unpacking this concept of what marriage really is. And um, my husband and I were, were listening to one of his talks that's connected to the book and sort of talked about this idea of soulmates and how, um, you know, it's not biblical, that concept. It doesn't mean that you might not find somebody that, you know, God might not lead you to somebody who you feel extremely connected to and, you know, that feels like someone who gets you. And and that's all well and fine. That's that's great. Um, but that's not actually what we like what marriage is in, in the sense that there are probably various people out there in the in in the world that you could make a good marriage with that you could have have a you know that you could coexist with and that you you know um, so just to say that apparently it was and I'm not a philosoph- I'm not as up on my philosophical people and reading as Michelle is um, but Plato once said about that, you know, is a, a soul that got split in two and that's the henceforth started this idea of the soulmate, you know, that you're searching around the world for for somebody who 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 completes you, essentially. Um, but, you know, we, we know, biblically speaking, that that's not um, that's not what marriage is. It, it's it, it again, it may it doesn't mean that you might not find somebody who you feel deeply connected with, who you feel deeply gets you. But even in those, even in those circum, even in those types of relationships, you will still have hardship. You will still have times of struggle, of times where you know you aren't in sync or don't feel understood. Um, and you know that that's what Gary was sharing on, and and just to sort of, it's important. I feel like for whether you're a single, a single, a single in or a twin or a multiple, you know, to accept that and embrace it and not resent it. You know, to realize that that is part of marriage. Um, <laughs> but but therein lies the ability to grow immensely. Um, of, about your, you know, not only your grow in, in your ability to understand someone else, grow in your understanding of who that person is who you are married to, but also grow in your understanding of who you are and at times confronting your own idols or your own sin, right? So mm-hmm. I don't know. I just, I, I thought that was, I really appreciated him unpacking that and wanted to make sure we got his name right. So for those who wanted to look up Sacred Marriage, you know, they'd find the right book, but it's Sacred Marriage by Gary Thomas. And um, yeah, very highly recommended. I think it, it can be useful to anybody as they sort of ponder whether or not this is a calling for them in their lives to be married or not. Um, but yeah, I think, you know, for identical twins, again, you are with someone who you feel deeply connected with, who you feel deeply understands you, um, who gets you, right? And so, and that's just because of the nature biologically, right? You were 
once one person now you know you split up very early on in after conception into two physical beings um but yeah i mean we, we it's, it's just it's a beautiful thing it's a very amazing thing right mm -hmm. to have this um this somebody who you share so many things with um not only just biologically biologically but then conditioning right that you're you you share normally there are some twins who are split up identical identical twins who are who are split at birth separated at birth but um for most identical twins you know you're sharing your childhood together your your childhood home your parents your siblings your you know if in our case everything you know all of our recreational activities our meals our going to school our homework all of that right so um and you know so it, it's just in that respect i guess that's that i guess that's what i would say is your soulmate and i and that speak like say that um to now put marriage in a superior an inferior position no, not at all i'm just wanting to i think it's helpful and important to sort of hmm, speak to speak to speak to that that idea of the soulmate um and that could be a whole another conversation i actually see our time is running running long today but it's been yeah. it's been a, such an interesting conversation and yeah. i i look it, forward to yeah, I look forward to, to more time unpacking some of these ideas for sure. Absolutely. And I think it would be fun to, to just continue. Like, how, I think that could be a good orienting word for like our next episode to talk about soulmate and what, what that means and why it, it's, it would be good to deconstruct in the sense of like realize that, you know, there is there is something that's, um, you know, has been kind of fed to people about soulmates and like, well, what is the actual reality about that? And what does the Bible say? And what does what is it? What is the experience of a soulmate like or you know, is that anyway, so I think I think that could be a good orienting word for our next our next talk. And I just want to say really quick. Yeah, like I, I, I you never it's not like your twinship ends. I just want to be very clear about that. It's not like it's like, well, I've cho chosen marriage now. So like, I'm exiled from my twin or something. It's not like that at all. You know, um, obviously, yeah. like your twinship is always still a part of your life. It's a beautiful part of your life, just like it is for us, Marilies. You know, we, we still have our twinship. And it's still an incredible gift to the both of us. Um, I was just saying that, you know, for some people, they might literally be choosing between remaining as their main partnership being their twin or a main partnership being marriage, you know, so they're making that choice. Right. But ultimately, it's you're not actually having to choose between like, oh, you only get to have this one type of relationship or the other. No, you actually have both. Right. Like you have a twinship and you have a marriage. Um, but it's just interesting because marriage then has to, you have to transition to marriage being your like what is going to make. Is, is going to be the thing that makes your you make your decisions now with somebody else, you know, and like for 24 plus years, you've been making a decision with your twin sister or your twin brother, you know, or, you know, so it's just, it's just suddenly a very, it's different in that way. But yeah, you still have your twinship, you still have your twinship in marriage. And that's, and that's, a again, a beautiful thing. Um, so I just wanted to say that and be very clear about that. Right. Oh, yeah, certainly. And I was, I was just thinking, it's just funny. Right? Yeah. <laughs> but I, it, yeah, it's, What's up? it's, it's crystal clear no from before like how you had worded it that's why I was making sure that it was you know unpacked so for I hope people because I'm like crazy no it didn't and it, it didn't it was it was it was fun to go there just you know sometimes it's good to to because you know as you said it, it, there I mean for some people honestly Shelly it's not that they that they don't have their that, that they're not a twin anymore don't have their twin relationship but marriage could be something that dramatically interrupts or that like you know I'm, I'm just saying it's possible you know what, what, what did I say what, what was my no, word did I, did I say something like <laughs> super drastic no just you had said something like if you choose marriage or if you choose your twinhood you know your twinship like 
Oh, oh no, yeah, I didn't. I just sorry, I didn't mean it like that. I meant like if you choose to remain basically like if you choose to not get married, and you just your main pr- primary partnership is your twinship. Right, right. No, but Vers- so, sorry, so, I'm so sorry. No, but the reality, but the reality is, is that there are there are I'm sure circumstantially some people who have who are twins and that making that decision to get married means significantly changing dr- dramatically changing the nature of their twin relationship and and now with technology it's changed over time you know now yeah. say oh yeah like in, it's it can like in some time periods it, it could have meant like literally completely giving it up entirely because right. say somebody moves to a different town or like they're married into another family or something right and there's no phones I mean there's no you know like right. it, it it like it I mean it's wild it's crazy like that would literally <laughs> be going from twinship to marriage with no, not those two things coexisting at any to any degree and so you know that you're right that in certain time periods I mean that that's what some people may have experienced you know right right now thank they, yeah like we're really thankful for <laughs> you know technology and the fact that we live in the same state so we can still see one another you know yes of course it just yeah no just to say that it, it, it perhaps not in this day and age but you know p- possibly depending on what you know because in this case you know I'm trying to think of my brain is always just working on the what it or other scenarios right because I I tend to not like making firm sweeping statements when there are exceptions just to acknowledge and one exception could be, you know, a, a twin that gets married to a partner that's not supportive of the twinship, which is very sad, um, you know, but it, it's possible that that's, you know, it's 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 extremely sad to me <laughs> to think about. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, or somebody who marries into a, a, a cult of some sort or some very mm-hmm. isolated, exclusive type of community. Do, do you some say I'm just going? Yeah. To- yes. <laughs> Crazy exceptions. But anyway, th- thank you. Yeah. And really, yeah, and I, I, pre- yeah, I appreciate flushing it out. And like, yeah, I, I certainly wasn't, you know, I wasn't really speaking to those particular exceptions, but those are good ones to acknowledge. But yeah, I mean, you know, we're, we're super blessed. We can say from our experience, we're really thankful we get to still have our twinship and, you know, and we're both married now. So it's, it's, it's neat. And like, that's why at least we can just speak from our own experience. This is what we are, we have been, uh, we have been sort of in the process of navigating in these eight years of being married. And yeah, we're happy to share about it, you know. Absolutely. And there's much more to share, but we, we appreciate you guys tuning in. We know it's a longer episode, but it's been yeah. really, really interesting, Shelly. Very fun. Thank you so much for your time. Thanks for everyone for, for sticking with us. And hopefully you'll join us next week for probably what will be a part two. I think. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Thank you, Marilise. I can't wait to dig into soulmates with you. <laughs> absolutely. Me too, Shelly. Love you tons. Okay. Love you tons. Thanks, Marilise. And thank you, listeners. <laughs>